Jeez. It's been a while. It's been it's been damn near like two weeks since we've been since we doing a podcast. We're fired up to get back here. We're fired up to get talking again. I hope everyone had a wonderful New Year and a Merry Christmas. Hopefully, 2021 is a lot better than 2020. But the times happy, move on. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah too. Exactly. I mean, we had Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. You name it. When it? Wait. When is Kwanzaa? I'm happy serious. Happy Box Day. There's a lot to talk. I don't know. There's a lot of Kwanzaa? holidays. I have... July second. Hey. <laughs> Are you serious? Kwanzaa is July 2nd. <laughs> it is not so, July 2nd. So while we're on the while we're on the topic of different cultures, I want to share you a story, a quick story that was shared to me by my good friend Evan Corey. So Evan Corey, if you watch our vlog for South Carolina, AVP Grass Nationals, he was a lefty that carried us. And recently he was in Florida and he played in a six-man co-ed tournament. I think I think people Joe DM us about this is I don't know if the Pike Town, I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. There's a six-man co-ed tournament in Florida. Something like that. Exactly. 90 teams. Huge freaking tournament. It starts at 8 a.m. Ends at 2 a.m. That same day. Like, it's a long, long... Exactly. What? Yeah. That's yeah. sick. Oh, that's, that's sick. a gladiator tournament. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. It's six-man, so you can like, wow. rest. Can you wrestle. have subs? Pro- I'm guessing so. I'm guessing so. Um, but the crazy thing is, it's run by the Amish. I, I, I shit you not. It's run by... <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah. So these people... Um, the, the Amish, first of all, big shout out. Second of all, so what happens Huge is like... Huge shout out to our Amish listeners. Exactly. Wait, and, if they, okay, quick question, quick question, quick question before you... I know hey, you're going to ask, Amish, I don't know. You play, you play at night, how are they allowed to use light if they're they Amish? They have, they have, they literally... Well, I'm going to get to that too. And they have uh, the... Okay. You got to see how big their candles are. No, no, not it's not the... No, they actually, they use lights. They definitely use lights. I, I don't know how it works, but listen to this. So Evan Corey's playing, right? And he fe- was featured a lot in our vlogs. And apparently, like, these people are, like, a lot of them, or not, or the Amish people, the Amish teams in there, I don't know how many there are, but they're playing, like, skirts and stuff, like traditional clothing, right? And they're running the tournament. A bunch of the Amish people come up to Evan, and they're like, you're Evan Corey, right? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, you know, we watch you all the time on Out of System. We love you guys. We love your content. <laughs> no, <way. laughs> no, I'm yeah. not kidding. I, I swear, he's like, we love it. We watch the Odyssey of videos. We love it. And he, and he was like, tell me this. And I'm losing my mind when he's telling me this. And apparently, they're also wearing, like, University of Hawaii men's volleyball, like, like shirts, like a lot of them and stuff like that. And I'm just, like, losing my mind. I'm like, this is, this, this May 2020 phenomenal year for me. If this was, if this, the only thing I knew, this is awesome. And I want to say Connecting this Connecting with our Amish people. Exactly. So, again, fat. Fat shout out to our Amish listeners out there. If we have any mad respect, we got to go to that. We got to go to the Pike Town or, or if it's named something else, we got to go hit it up. Um, I just kind of want to share that briefly with you guys. Another thing, another disclaimer I would like to share with you guys. Um, we've gotten a lot of DMs about what happened to our ex third host, Max Rosenfeld. Um, Max Rosenfeld, uh, we decided, well, I mean, he he said he got busy with with schoolwork and and whatnot, and he had busy other. I know what Joe's gonna say here. He got busy with other stuff. Um, I mean, and and that's that, and that's okay. You know, what I'm saying like he's still one of my good friends. He he decided to leave the team. What like two a, a month and a half, two months ago. I'm sure you guys see him without on any of our stuff or anything. But it's been mm-hmm. about probably been about two months. As soon as still my best friend, he's still close and everything. Um, but it was in everyone's best interest. And he decided to step out, step down, and that's okay. You know, I wish him all the best, and it's okay. What but was now- Joe gonna say? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> I I'm willing I'm willing to take a wild guess and say that he got into a relationship about that time too. Yeah. 
<laughs> he got uh, I, it was a little later. Uh, I it wasn't at that time he quit, but it was a little later. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Maybe some I overlap. Know. Maybe maybe some overlap. It's a possibility. I'm joking. I'm joking. We appreciate um, everything. We appreciate everything yeah. Max did, and we hope we hope there's a future for him in some capacity with us. Hundred percent. Um. So. For those of you who haven't watched, we just dropped a baby court video. Uh, me, Micah, Capono, and T Crabs all out there on the beach. Definitely. Oh, Micah, I want to. Like, I described in the beginning of the video what baby court is and, like, the the relevance and how big it is in Hawaii. I want to kind of. You want to kind of get into that? Like, how many, like, players actually are on baby court and, like, they're raised on that court, kind of? Good I man. I have no idea. I. I know that, like, at least from our generation and the generation above us, because I, I wasn't there to see, like, Stein Metzger, um, Mike Lambert, like, the, the Rig brothers, like, all those those older players. I'm pretty sure they've all been raised on that court, but I wouldn't be able to say for certain. But I know all the, all the players that people see now that are from Hawaii have all played, like, so many hours there. I would argue... That's probably like that court's probably the court that's seen the greatest volleyball, like maybe in the world for a specific court to to raise so many Olympians and like amazing beach players and indoor players. I mean, right now you got Kavika Shoji, Eric Shoji, Micah, um, Taylor. myself, um, before Tui and Evan, and a bunch of guys, Kupono Fay, the McKibbins. Trevor Crab, Triborn, um, the list goes on and on. I, my dad used to drop me and Evan Enriquez off before work. We would wake up and he would drop us off before his work, which is at seven in the summer. And we'd get there at like 6.30 and we would play until he would pick us up after work at 6.30 at night. And we would play best of 50 games to best seven, one on one. And we would do that like <laughs> – all the time we do it every day we probably spent dude an enormous amount of our summer like of our childhood on that court we would do the most ridiculous things Kupono was just talking about it um to me when we played he was like remember that day when we were here and all we did was uh work on standing tools so one guy had to jump <laughs> and the other guy had the tool and we'd play dude we play that for like we play that for like six and a half hours and i and actually on that day or maybe it was a different day, but um, my dad would always say, just don't get hurt. And Evan dislocated his pinky. And we were, we were so scared because obviously, if you guys don't know, we're all scared of my dad. And so he never said a word. And he was just like icing it as much as he could for the rest of the day. And he was so scared. But, dude, yeah, we put in some hours on that court. And a bunch of people have. A bunch of Hawaii people. Not all of them, but the vast majority of Hawaii people that make it onto like uh, the professional scene have definitely at least played a game, but I've most of them been like raised on that court, which is crazy. Yeah. Yo dude, the, I was going, I was going, I was going through the comments today on our page and our YouTube video, as well as some of the other pages that reposted a couple of our clips. And the thing is, they're all like, Hey, we love this content, but could you guys post some of the some of the matches from when you guys played on an actual court? And I was and I have to go through and respond and tell them like, dude, the, everybody plays only baby court. They don't like. I can't even remember how many. I can probably count on one hand. I can probably count on like one hand how many times I played on the actual size court. I'm like, dude, 
when when anybody goes there you just play baby court like that's what you do i've like, <laughs> i've played i've played tournaments on the big courts but i would say outside of the tournaments i i don't think i've ever played a real game there like you, yeah i would only play baby court it's the dude it's the sickest form of volleyball i think it's just like it's so it's i mean you guys saw the video there, it's so sick yeah, anything goes. It's indoor rules, so the block touches don't count as a touch, and then you can open hand tip. You can you can receive play off the sides, play off the pole, what else there play is. off the concrete. Uh, yeah, you can play off. Yeah, you can play off the sides and all that kind of stuff. Um, Who's the yeah, best baby court player you've played against? Um, that's a really good question because I don't know what it would be like playing them now. But me and Evan, because we were playing a lot, we were really good. And Taylor actually had heard that we were, we were beating a lot of people that were around there. And we were on, like, a, a winning streak or whatever. And we were just little kids. And so he's like, all right, we're playing. And me and Evan, were like, refused to play him. We're like, we're not playing you. We're not playing you. And he went and got a ball. He's like, no, stay right here. And he's like, he went and got a ball. And the first ball... We served him. He bounced it over the fence. <laughs> and me and Evan looked at each other and we're like, yeah, we'll go get it. We'll go get it. And we both <laughs> got the ball and left. And we didn't, re- we didn't come back. <laughs> and that was the end of that. But, ah, gosh. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor's probably He does his thing. Probably up he there. does his thing where he, when he jousts, there. he hits it sometimes. And then he jousts. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, I've was- never seen that. He literally hits it. And then when you when he makes contact with the block, Pretty then impressive. he pushes. It's the craziest thing. It was it was a, it was a really cool play, and it caught me off guard. Yeah. pretty heavily. I was like, wait, what the heck was we were, that? So, the, this kind of podcast, we're going to talk about variations of volleyball and how, in our opinion, if it helps, how I mean, different di- like for example, short court. You'd think okay, short court is super super simple. There's like you just play inside the ten foot line, but there's different variations of that all across the world, and we kind of want to get into that. Um, I know that Joe, Micah, and I are big connoisseurs and big uh, are big, big fans and part of the movement to get short court at, at playing as much as possible. Um, I want to thank Milan Sarkovic for that, the ultimate champion, our assistant coach at University of Hawaii. Um, Guy is in incredible <laughs> shape. <It's> incredible. <laughs> so I wanna, you might think, okay, we're a bunch of 20 that- – we're, we're a bunch time. of like 22 year olds or 20 some around year olds, like really in shape volleyball players with like good ball control. Milan, until until like starting kind of like last year, he would kick my ass in short court. He'd kick my ass on one and one. He has so Milan is at, he used to be on the Serbian national team, and he's he's like 50 something years old, and he can tell tell people who Milan is for so again, for some people so don't again, know who so Milan yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coached well for right. I'm gonna tell you what he did right now and then in the past. So basically, he's the assistant coach for. Uh, he just won national assistant of the year for University of Hawaii men's volleyball. Um, he co and he's he was in the U.S. national team gym. That's how you kind of got really so you really got uh, experience with him, Micah. Yeah, this past summer, and and yeah, he's been yeah. coaching us. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's been coaching me my entire college career. He coached a lot of the top players in the world right now. He coached pretty much all the Serbian national team players that you see on the national team when they're young, like 15, 16 years old, maybe a little older. Um, and he was also again on the Serbian national team. And he's if you if you go and speak Milan's name in in uh, Europe, if you utter that name, two things are gonna happen. <laughs> One, mad respect, 
and two insane freaking stories are going to come out of these people's mouths because everyone that comes into contact with Milanovic <laughs> has not just one story, but multiple stories that will trump any story that you have of anyone else that you've ever met in your life. This guy is <laughs> exactly, definitely one of my idols. No filter. I will. We'll get into stories maybe after after I graduate. <laughs> We should, we should but have I don't think him on here. Like, kind of like be like, what what is going on right now? Like, because he talks like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to get too far true. off topic, but he talks in like these, he talks in his own like jokes and terms. Where if you know him, you'll understand what he's saying. And even when you know him for like four, five, six years, you don't know what he's saying sometimes or what this joke means. So I don't think that, let alone the people. <laughs> the funniest thing is when I see Milan Zarkovich interact with 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 kids on their recruiting visits. Because they want to like, they're like, they're really happy to be there. And Milan's just like screwing with them the whole time, but they have no idea. So they just like laugh and smile. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's uh, always so, messing. Yeah. So that's Milan Zarkovic. So exactly. So he Back to is the champion. He is, he'll play you like we will. He's incredible. He's the best He's circle incredible. player I, I've ever played against or played with. Like, and it's not like he has a 50 inch vertical or anything like that. He has insane ball control with every, every touch of his, every touch. It's insane, and because he's been playing for so long at such a high level, it's it's literally, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, he's um, so good. So we would so so Joe Joe would always play with Milan, and me and Rattle would play together. And sometimes we'd have to go like to like a gym that like no one's there, and we'd go on practice and play for like two hours, three hours, right? Because like Charlie wouldn't like it because he didn't want anyone to get hurt. One time Joe got hurt and he banned short court. Charlie banned short court. Like literally, like <laughs> to go and like, like I said, Milan's the one who's like, if you're not, if he walks in the gym, like he usually gets there like 30 minutes before practice and you're not playing, like he'll play someone like one on one short court or something. But if you're not there playing, he'll yell you. If you're like laying down, like what is this? And like so, so the thing is, I want to kind of give you guys the floor after this. Um, the thing is, when when people say, okay, for for example, when I say when I go home, I'm like, hey, let's play short court. Like, all right, whatever. It's kind of like screwed around, like screwing around, just like slapping the balls, playing slap ass. You know what I'm saying? Thing about short court is it helps your and this is what I want, after this I want to kind of give you as a floor. It helps your game an insane amount, right? If it's played the right way, if it's played intense, right? When I play and when I say hey, when let's play short court, and they're like yeah, I'm like no, like let's really freaking play. I'm like and I tell my partner I was like it's about to get heated in here, especially like when someone comes from the outside and plays with us, you know, when we're at home. I'm like they're like yeah, let's play. I'm like you have no idea what you're signing up for right here, and it gets intense. It's crazy. It's <laughs> nothing like you've ever seen it before, and I'm telling you, it helps you. Trash talk. Trash exactly. talk. There's like punting balls. It's like it's it's freaking intense, right? On to it's meant to teach ball control and whatnot. I want to kind of give you the floor after this, guys. You explain why short court is so important to your game and why I think it's so misunderstood and the European version of short court, which is a horrible way to play it. Joe. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there's there's two kind of points I want to hit. First of all, Gage hit it right on right on the mark. Dude, when I came to Europe here, and they were like, oh, let's play short court. And, and dude, no matter what time of the day it is, how warm they are, they don't jump at all. And it drives me I'm like, dude, these guys have no, no idea what true short court is. Because in Hawaii, you'd walk, you'd walk literally in from practice, ice cold from like a uh, – or sorry, straight in from class. You'd be like ice cold in the AC room. And right away, you're, you have to be able to like max jump or else like Milan will just kick your ass. If you're not ready to like – Fully go as soon as you walk in the gym, you'll get your ass handed to you by Milan. And so for me, I'm like, dude, when these guys play here in Europe and they're no jumping, there's like all these special rules. I'm like, bro, this is not short. They have no idea what's short. They need to. I I'm like, 
I'm like, Milan needs to come here. We need to play like one legit game and show them what freaking short court is. The other thing, dude, it helps with so many. Like connection, I, I felt like I've played the, the the hitters that I play short court with like on a consistent basis. I usually played with Milan, like H said. But if I played with like Rado or Stein, like you just find that connection. Like, because I don't know, you just find the connection. Like when they pass the ball, like when they're stepping out to the pin or like when they're coming inside, like you just find like the timing of their approach and the rhythm of their arm swing. It helps a lot with that. And then also just being able to read angles because in short court, like it really cuts off certain angles and it allows you the ability to kind of like read the situation. You have to understand like when you should block or when you should drop because there's only two players on the court. There's so many like, I, I feel like the mental side of it, it you really can... Um, you really can make like improvements by playing short court. And there's some coaches who will listen to me talk about this and think I'm just freaking ridiculous, I think. But for like I I like I know that I play my best volleyball when I'm like consistently playing short court because it just like it gets me ready, fired up for practice because I talk so I talk way more oh, trash yeah. in short court than oh, I do yeah. in any other form of volleyball. I'm like I'm giddy. I get really personal with the trash talk in short court. <laughs> and Milan does too. It just like it. It creates such like a competitive environment. I I freaking love short court. Micah, you you go ahead. You kind of carry no, on. No. Um. So I hated the European style of short court, but this year I've been having a lot of fun with it, which is pretty fun. The but no it's still jumping. nothing compared to obviously jumping. And I'm and I'm always like like you guys. Like I'm willing to jump in and like just hammer balls, <laughs> and people and people just aren't willing to do that. Yeah. So I understand, I understand that, but we're talking about different different variations of volleyball, and I wanted to bring in like, well, one those like tennis games where you play like ten or I don't know what they call it where you are like bagger bagger yeah bagaroni yeah yeah or like tennis <laughs> for, for America like those games to me are so much more intense than when I play six on six which is really a problem, mm-hmm. but like I want to win so much yes. in those games that like when I lose that game. That sticks with me for the whole day. Like the whole, like I'll go home and be like so upset about like the tennis game, even though I got waxed in like six on six. I don't care. I'm like, no, I wanted to win it. So I think it's funny that that works like that. Um, obviously, we've played a lot of short court, just us, um, and we we played it a lot at USA when Milan was there. Uh, we would pra- I was practicing at a different time than you guys. Um, but I would stay and wait for you guys to finish, <laughs> even though I had to drive like two hours home and that like made my day. It would like make my week when I would play short court, like the monotony of being in the USA gym can kind of get to, can kind of get to you. Um, yeah. especially when you're, when you're not a, you're not a starter or anything anywhere near close to that. Um, a lot of it is, is a lot of background and like doing the stuff that, um, I don't really mind doing it, but but playing short court would like rejuvenate me and make me excited about the game again. Yeah. Um, so that's also why I like the idea of I don't know if this is a weird segue, but that's why I like the idea of the tour that uh, you guys are trying to put on. Just because I think I find a lot more jo- of joy in volleyball when it's like I can be so intense, but it's just like throwing Crazy. together it's chaotic. like. It's a different style or like a grass tournament or like, yeah, if it's not monotonous, like that's just what I love about it. Um, so I think that's going to be super fun. Also, I was talking about it before this with um, with you guys about like nine Chinese no, nine men. Have you guys ever played Luke that? Lau, the legendary Luke Lau, who's in a lot of our videos, is the king of nine men. But 
why don't you go ahead, go ahead and give go ahead and give a little brief introduction on what Nine Men is to all the folks out there. Okay, so Nine Men. Um, I've only played it. I've only played one Nine Men tournament. I was actually on Taylor Crab's team. Um, even though I don't know if he if yeah. he's even Asian, but whatever. Um, we snuck him in, and there's a lot of different rules. So the things that I will remember, and I might butcher this. There's no jumping on your serve. Uh, obviously, there's nine men on the there's nine men on the people, on the on the court. Um, however, however many you want in the front and however many you want in the back. Usually, I think it's three and six. Um, the middles, it's like super fast and you can throw it. There's no penetrating on the block, which is the hardest thing for me. You can't like go over the net, which is crazy to me because it's like, how do you get blocks and like not get tooled and like you have to go you have to go up and it's so natural to go forward. Um, if you play it into the net. You get an extra touch. You, you play on pa you guys play on uh, pavement, right? Let me think of. Yo, tell I him did. about I that. I played it in a gym. Tell him about that one position. What's the guy in the middle? He's like the, the the suicide yeah, he's like man. The thrower. Oh, or the, the suicide. No, the yeah, yeah. There's a suicide position <laughs> where like if you have five, in the front row, and then you put a guy just dead middle. I think <laughs> it's sketchy. I I would never have done it, but. So, like there's so many different variations of volleyball that I, I love that like nine men grass fours beach sixes beach twos the freaking tournaments in france which i would love to do with you guys it's three man yeah and beach and i heard it's crazy uh and then there's like people playing in dirt um there's like i think india's league right now i don't know if you guys heard about india's league but it's like all games to 15 there's a money ball that you can ask for that's worth two points. Aces <laughs> are worth two points. And it's like a legit league. Like Paul Lottman played in it. Um, David Carson Lee. Clark. Yeah. And it, I want to play there because it just sounds like chaos. It's um, a party. If you look at the videos, it looks so like parties. There's different versions. And I don't think there's that many versions of other sports. Like, I mean, that's maybe super biased. But, beach, but volleyball has so many aspects. Like, I mean, in – we have beach and indoor in the Olympics, let alone like all the other kinds that, that come with that. And like these tournaments are so fun. I don't think there's like basketball tournaments where like there's like we'll pack up basketball tournaments or like American football tournaments or golf. Like it's such an interesting sport that I think out of system could be super cool and shedding light on that like hidden community and how sick it is that like Amish people are throwing a nine team <laughs> tournament in Florida. <laughs> like and like France is throwing these crazy ones and like so I, I'm excited for that I think it's sick I think the different variations of volleyball is also where people like us thrive because we're all kind of creative and just been around the sport so we can kind of um, do all the different things that need to be done like whether it's two people on the court or three we have the ball control to do it we're, we're undersized yeah. but um, I, I think, think it takes that, a certain personality shine. also like a like a kind of a just a bunch of road warriors, you know, like for us, we're like, I think Joe, I think I was naturally like this. I think Joe was too, right? I think you are too, but Joe, I definitely Hawaii mellowed, mellowed us all out of just like, they just kind of whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like, if you have to go, like if you're trying to do all this, right? Trying to go on a road trip or something like that and you go and you have to have like a plan or you get really antsy or like, let's say your tire breaks out and you're like, oh my, like, instead of just like laughing about it with your boys, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to make it, right? So luckily, I think we have, I think we have yeah. won the skill and I think we have the right attitude and the right boys on the trip, you know what I'm saying? So I think, 
Well, that's where that's yeah. where all the stories are made. Like any story you're gonna tell, it's like, oh, dude, like our tire blew out. We've had to push the car down <laughs> the mountain or like up a hill. Like, like all that kind of stuff is like the only stuff you remember. You don't remember when everything goes smooth. You and, just and don't talk about that. Like, why would you talk about that? Like, oh yeah, we we made it on the train on time. We sat down in a good seat. We made it to the tournament on time, and we played. What? Like, it would be sick to like. Like okay, actually, you wanted to talk about the COVID trap or the travel yeah, oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah. to France, and I and I showed up in New York without a COVID. Wait, wait, wait. let's start, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Here. Let's start at the beginning here. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, I want to get track. so for those of you who don't know, my, if you haven't watched the video of Baby Court, Micah was in Hawaii. Okay, Micah was in Hawaii. I didn't know that anyone else could actually travel in and out of Europe. So Micah. I know you're horrible with chronological events and horrible like with uh, uh, remembering stuff, but try and take us through. First of all, was your club okay with you coming here? What happened? What went through your mind? And then kind of get into it there. Yeah, um, the club was definitely not really okay with it. They definitely warned against it a lot. And I was just like, no, it's going to be solid. Like, I'll see you guys. Don't worry. I'll be back. And they were just like, no, uh, no. not going to make it back. They uh, the president, the president asked for, for my apartment key because he's like, well, if you don't make it back, like somebody needs to come in here and clean it up. And I was like, bro, what? I'm not going to make it back for the whole year. What are you <laughs> um, but yeah, so they weren't. But I scheduled it and because I knew that it was possible. Um, and so coming in was easy. Uh, I didn't even need a COVID test, even though I did get one. They didn't even check it. Uh, but then going back, I left the 30th like middle of the day-ish from Hawaii and I caught a flight to LA and I waited there overnight and then I caught a flight to New York or Newark, New Jersey and then but when I got there I still hadn't gotten the email of my results and so and I had a two-hour layover and so I land and I'm like trying to call Zana because she helps me with my travel because Lord knows I'm all over the place and she wasn't picking up. So I waited and I waited and then I just went to the United gate. Oh, that's why. Cause she, she told me what flight or what airlines that I was on and they turned me away and they're like, yeah, you don't have a COVID test. You can't go. And so I texted my group, my team and I was like, I'm not going to make it like, um, and we have to pay 150 euros per practice that you miss. And so they're like, you're going to have to pay up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, uh, there's nothing I can do about it, so it's all good. But luckily, I asked, like, hey, is there any place around here that I could get a test? And France doesn't accept rapid tests, but somehow I finessed it where they did. Anyways, she said, yeah, but they close in five minutes, and it's in the, a way different terminal. So right when she said that, I book it. I catch the, the, the train in the airport. I catch it to the different terminal. I don't buy a ticket. I just hop on it as fast as I can. And then I was the last person to get a COVID test. Um, they get, got it back to me in like 30 minutes. And I sprinted back to the same lady. And I was like, oh, I went to the place that you said. Like, here it is. And luckily, I needed to go on board. So she was in a rush too. So she looked at it. She's like, okay, okay. And she's like, I'll give you this sticker. And it, and it shows that I looked at your COVID test. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, no one else is going to look at it. So I book it. The guy goes at the slowest pace I've ever seen a TSA guy check bags. Both of my oh. bags get pulled over. And the guy's like, the guy's like, oh, sorry, man. I need a supervisor. 
And he's just looking around. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, please, I need to go. And he's like, uh, yeah, just wait right here one second. Dude, he checked it for nothing. Like, I had nothing in there. He's opening every package. I swear to God. Have yeah, you yeah, yeah. Seen the sloth or whatever. I see part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sloth at the DMV, <laughs> which is such a genius, like, so good. But the sloth at the DMV, I literally got the sloth at TSA. This guy was literally <laughs> looking in slow motion. Anyways, finally, I get to the gate, and they're like, we need to see your COVID test. And I'm like, oh, but the lady gave me this sticker. And they're like, okay, go through. And I somehow got through with a rapid test. Obviously, they checked it in France. And I don't know. I just got lucky. They didn't have to pay the euros. I got through. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I didn't. I made it with an hour. I made it back to my city with yeah. an hour. I just remember practice. asking you while you were here. I just remember asking you while you were here. Time. I was like, so is there a guarantee that you get back in France? And you're like, oh, oh no. Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a story in itself right there. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Have I been? Dude, did I? Oh, God. I have so many good travel stories. We have the one, obviously, Oh, in yeah. Did we tell that already um, or no? And then, I don't think we have. But also, did I tell you that I went back to Canada during the coronavirus and that I made, I was in Toronto and they turned me away and they dropped me back off in North Carolina North without a flight and I was just wandering the airport yeah, they sent me back to North Carolina because that's where I'd, my last leg was. And so I was just in Charlotte, North Carolina without a flight home with nothing. And I was just hanging out in the airport, um, taking my time. And I just asked, eventually it was like, hey, can I like book a flight? And they're like, what do you mean book a flight? This is the airport. Like, why, why are you here without a flight? And I'm like, oh, dude, Canada like turned me away at the border. And just made me get on the next. Did they flight. pay? Did they make you pay for the next um, flight or no? Out of there, they covered okay. the one into North okay. Carolina, and I had to buy the one. Damn, there. bro. Yeah, but I have a bunch of good travel I stories. I think that. But that's I mean, time. yeah, like you said, when it all goes good, it doesn't make very interesting stories or interesting times. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I love. I love when it your goes flight's bad. canceled. Oh, yeah, <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> everyone else everyone else is crying and you're just like you're, at the gate, you're, like, you're in the air you just see one of your wings go down Woo! <laughs> buckle up boys that that is not okay that, that i don't know about i'm gonna knock i will too. wood big time there um so okay okay now that now that we got now i mean yeah at this time in the podcast i don't know we will be announcing some giveaway win or giveaway questions so we want to do this via podcast usually when we do a giveaway we do we do it on Instagram, we do it on our YouTube videos, but this time we want to be a little more unique and do it on our podcasts. So by now you probably saw our post about us having a question for our giveaway winner, and if you know the answer to this, make sure you DM us, and then we'll choose from the winners, kind of split them all in a circle and just choose them all, right? Or choose our choose our top ones. No, we didn't say we didn't we didn't say DM. We didn't say DM. They have to. <laughs> let's make sure we, they have to comment on the post about our podcast that we post okay. this Friday. Okay. Um. So the question. But then, if you if they comment, then then everyone would just copy them, no? Or they would have to do their own research. That's true. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. DM. 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 Yeah. I was, about to say, I was like. <laughs> then it's out uh, the open, and then it's like, wow, you're gonna have a lot. You're gonna have a lot to. So you want to go with the question here? Yeah. They got a DM. 
They got to DM us. Yeah, so here's the question. You have to DM us the answer. From everybody who gets this right, we're going to be drawing two winners from this. The question is, Gage, Micah, and Joe won a junior national championship playing. Uh, they won one together uh, when they were all on the same team. Which year did that happen? DM us the answer. Which year did that happen? Did Gage, Joe, and Micah win a junior national championship together? You know, like I said, whoever, if you answer right, you'll be put in the pot. We're drawing two winners from that for, and we'll be sending you a little, a little gift, a little holiday, a little holiday you know package. Thinking, you know, I, I, what we have, uh, like? right now we have one of your UCLA jackets and then we have one of Joe's really nice Friedrich Schaffen jackets. So, 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 Sick. but you know what? Okay. Last thing before we go into Ooh. advice here, you know what I was thinking about? I was like, dude, I play with Patrick right now. And me and Patrick played together since we were like since I was like fifteen. Like that's so crazy to me. Like I sometimes I forget about that. Like he was on both those teams and stuff like that. I'm like that's just so crazy. Like he played with us too. It's like I don't know. I guess he's just, he's just such a different kind of soul. You know I don't know. Just kind of crazy. Um, questions. Again, if you want to be featured on the questions, make sure you DM us. We look at everything. So if you want to ask, if you want to ask us any questions, whether it's volleyball or non-volleyball related, we're your guys. From Kevin, his username. Kevlu underscore 15. How are you guys staying motivated and focused to play volleyball and not getting distracted by video games, social media, etc., especially for Gage with school, Micah, and Joe living outside the country? I want Joe and then Micah to go. This is a really good question. People were asking this all summer, like, oh, how's out of system going to survive oh, when yeah. you guys go back home? Or, 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 sorry, when you go back. And we're like, and we were, we were, I know Gage and I were both like a little offended by that, off. that. They think that we can't, like, make this happen yeah yeah we're like we, yeah we know for sure that we can make this happen we want to turn this into an enterprise rent a car <laughs> um no for us for us i mean to be honest when you're overseas you if, if you talk to a lot of athletes they all have like a side sort of gig going on whether it's a side company or they're doing school or they're doing um other forms of work like there's so many different there's so many different things that they're doing and if you don't because, like, literally our job is to play volleyball. And our schedule is really similar to what it was in college, except now you don't have school. So you just have that huge empty part of your day. So it, it's good. And I think being overseas and being away from family, you need something to be able to keep you busy and to keep your mind right. And it's a way of us just connecting with people back in the U.S. So I just think in general, like, it, there's nothing but positive things that come from it. I know for Mike and I and Engage, I mean, he, he probably has a little bit different take on it, but Mike, I don't know. I I feel like for <laughs> for me, it's it's not like big issue at all. No, for me, it's probably the least issue because I'm I'm the least involved. But you got other stuff going on. Um, it's not just just hopping on, ho- yeah, hopping on a call with like two of my best friends and talking about whatever we want um, has been super easy. But we're gonna see. I I'm interested to see what we what else we can do. Um, but I do have other stuff going on. I, I'm trying to learn guitar. Joe's in school, so mm-hmm. um, everyone's kind of doing stuff. I also do play video games, uh, and it's like super. It's super enjoyable for me. And um, as long as I like can have a little bit of a handle on it, I don't mind it at all. It's something that I really enjoy. It's like a nice release for me. And sometimes I get to play with my friends back in Hawaii, and it's the only time yeah. that I communicate with them. Um, so it's fine to play video games. I don't think you need to be this robot that's always being productive. Um, it's okay to like, yeah. 
not be always doing something like yeah just if you want just play games it's all good just make sure that when you're doing volleyball you're, yeah. you're there and doing it um but yeah we all have a lot of stuff that we're trying to do um which i think a lot of people are doing today uh which is kind of cool and fun for us so i mean like i think doing? you hit one point that's really cool people don't realize when you're overseas like for me i, I mean i have you guys overseas i have friends overseas like the way we communicate is actually through, like through video games it would be like hop on Ford or something like that, and we like communicate and talk like that. So I think it's like super super cool. Um, I hate school. I'm being honest with you. I take care of it, but I hate the fact that I have to still go to school. I'm in my last semester here. It sucks. Uh, I wish I could just focus just on uh, uh, focus just on volleyball. So I envy you guys in that category. But um, I mean, there's other stuff. Uh, luckily, we're doing uh, school at home, so I have a lot of opportunities to just like kind of do other stuff, whether it's for out of system or not for out of system, just kind of fun wise at home. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's really been a huge, huge uh, issue on any of us. I think some people can, like they get, like I don't know, like maybe like they party too much, maybe they get focused on other stuff like that. I think it can be an issue, but for us, I think we're pretty focused, but still have to have fun outside the court in a responsible manner. Um, this is a lot of people. So a lot of people DM'd us, uh, have been recently DMing us uh, about Stanford men's volleyball. What's going on with that? What's going on with our season? I have updates of our season, and I am not happy at all. Um, but first, I want to kind of get to Stanford here. So, have you guys heard anything about Stanford lately? Uh, I'm no. just gonna no. I'm just gonna keep it real. Be honest with the audience. I I honestly don't think, especially with COVID still happening. I don't know. It's probably not gonna happen. Where they're gonna bring it back? Um, I wish it weren't like that. I wish it didn't have to get to that. But I don't want to like lie to people out there. Chances are, it's probably not happening. You know, because they've had bill- million and billion dares be like, hey, we'll help fund you, and they said no. So, I mean, at what point? Are they really going to bring it back? And I'm not saying stop fighting. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not looking so hot right now. I'm just going to put that out there. And eventually we'll have someone on Stanford on the show or just kind of tell us what's going on so we can kind of give you better information that way. But listen to this, boys. Listen to this about – this is the last thing I'll talk about, and then we're going to wrap it up here. I have one, I have okay. one, I have one question too. I'm at oh, 4% shoot. on my phone. <laughs> All right, really quickly Fire here. Away, though. Really quickly, I, I get, I've gotten this question a couple of times. I think it's interesting. And this is just a, from Anonymous in general. And it's kind of an asshole answer I might have. But you guys being yep. dating volleyball girls, are girls less attractive if they're just like ter- terrible? And vice versa, oh, yeah. are boys less attractive for girls, do you think, this. who are just like... Michael, you want to get this first? Okay. No, dude, you just... Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit, I'll admit, like, definitely, like, it can be, like, a turn-on for sure when a girl's good at volleyball. Luckily, both of us are in that situation, Mike and I, like, for sure. Like, it's, like, it can be very attractive when you go see your girl, like, ball out there, for sure. No doubt about that. And it can definitely be a turn-off if they aren't very good, which, luckily, I have not been in this situation. I don't think Mike has been in this situation, like, for sure. Um, And for girls, vice versa, for sure. Like, I know, like... For sure, with like the, with Jenna's watching and I'm like Bonge, it's like it's like super super attractive to her. Like like I can see that for sure, because like when you see something, it can be volleyball sport or non sport related that you're like your boyfriend or significant other is really really good at. It's like super attractive. It's like wow, wah wah wee wah, and I think for sure, yeah. That I mean that's that's definitely that's a no brainer there for me. I talk about it and joke around about it all the time. I think it's right. I think it's probably a stronger. A stronger attractiveness yeah. for girls oh, looking yeah. at a yeah. at a boy, for sure. I think a guy's more like, is she hot? And if 
And if she can play yeah, but if she's hot, but if she's hot and she sucks at but volleyball, it takes away from it though. It what's <laughs> no what it no, but it, it doesn't if there's there's like this, she's gotta be really hot. <laughs> but it also doesn't if it doesn't it doesn't what's if that she doesn't the crazy hotness scale? That, it do, it doesn't it doesn't if yeah, yeah take but, volleyball that seriously. If she takes it really seriously and she's bad, then it's like oh that's not good. But if she's like oh yeah I play volleyball and she's not. She's not like, oh, I'm trying to go to college or be a pro, and she's like not good. Then yeah. it would be less of a thing. If, yeah. if she has yeah. something else, yeah, she's I good think. At. But if you're like playing college yeah. volleyball, like if you're yeah. a D1 college volleyball, like that's like, for example, and you just see, like, if, if you're a D1 player, right? If I was saying a D1, uh, which I am, and they just didn't care really, like they they were just like super chill. But I, don't, I don't care. That's a big turnoff. Like once you hit a certain level, I think like for example. If you're a D three volleyball player, obviously not serious. But if you're a D one volleyball player, no matter like if you're starting or not, if you don't care, like that's a big turnoff. You know what I'm saying, right? But once you're D one, like if you're saying they're playing recreationally, D three, NAIA, any other stuff like that, and they don't, okay, hundred percent, I'm with you on there. But if you hit like a D one level and they just don't care, that's a big turnoff. And or they just not very. I mean, if they cared and yeah. they weren't very good, it would not affect me. But if they're like, oh whatever, and all this other stuff, I'd be like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, yo, la yeah, la I got last thing, and then we'll we'll sign off here so Micah doesn't check out on us. Um, Micah brought it up a little bit. We are okay. One percent. Let's go. One percent. There, there's big plans for out of system. Uh, we're we're planning a little a tour. We want to hit up like some of the coolest spots, the volleyball spots, um, coolest tournaments this summer. We're trying to put together hidden a little bit gems, of a plan. Everything. Hidden gems. Hey, we're also gonna be looking at running camps and stuff, staying at fans' houses. Anybody who's interested in us coming and has an event for us, has a big club that they'd like for us to come hit up, shoot us an email, outofsystem808 at gmail.com. Again, outofsystem808 at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of stuff recently from clubs, people for tournaments. Hit us up. We're, uh, we're, we're starting to kind of put together a little bit of a plan right now. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, Gage, take it away. For everyone, thank you so much. This has been It's Good to Be Back in the Driver's Seat with me, boys, Micah and Jodo. Um... Remember, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Out of System.